about the Messi thing? Anything else on the Messi front, Chris, before we move on? No, I'm done. I'm done. I'm falling out. I told you, I never want to bring this guy's name up again. I don't know, man. This Messi thing is just a freaking mess. What a disaster. I don't want to hear this name ever again until it's official. But they got me back. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Chris, the hair on the back. <laughs> Welcome everybody to episode number 73, July 17, 2023, or as I will forever refer to it as day 1 a.m. After Messi, he is here. It is official. The unveiling was last night. A lot of good, a lot of bad, and a lot to unpack. And we're going to get into all of that and more. But before we do, as always, I am joined by my main man, KBD. How are you doing, sir? Well, I'm drier, that's for sure, right? Just like, just like how I imagine everybody in the chat is a lot drier today than they were yesterday. So that's a win for everybody, right? Well, I will tell you one thing. Um, we do have a guest, and before I bring him, I will tell you one thing. I am very glad that we did not decide to randomly record a podcast last night because I was in such a bad mood that I probably would have said some really dumb things that I might have regretted now. Now that I've kind of, you know, it's a 24 hours later, I've calmed down a bit. I could kind of think of this a little more logically and we can have a discussion about it now. A little more civilized because I was really pissed off last night. But again, we're going to get into all that and more. But before we do, I would like to bring on a very special guest. He's been on with us one time before, but it was kind of like a panel that we had June 7th, the very first day that we and Messi was officially announced. But he is here solo dolo with no than and no Viking. But we got my man. Uh, where you at? There you are. What's going on, Jay Kington? What's up, everyone? Happy to be back. Yeah, man, we're happy to have you. How you doing, sir? Oh, hanging in there. Um, gotta be honest, little, uh, little tired today, right? Long, uh, long night. Um, soaking wet night. And uh, yeah, got him pretty late. And uh, you know, I thought the, had the thought to maybe record a podcast last night as well, but. I was in no shape to get on a mic. I'm not even sure if I would have made any sense if I was talking. <laughs> well, I think you and I are both happy we didn't record last night for different reasons. Because I just would have, because I was sober, but I was still thinking of just saying some really outlandish things. Oh, yeah. So, but yeah, um, I was sober. Regardless. I'm gonna go with that one too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we had that unveiling last night, and um, I guess we'll start with the good, right? We. It's a, it's a moment that we've been waiting for, right? I've, I've been waiting forever. We've been hearing about Messi since before this team actually even kicked the, the ball off in 2020. We thought that this was a rumor that might eventually happen. Obviously, everything took off six weeks ago, and we finally saw him at Drive Pink Stadium, which was awesome. The, the photos, when you look back, were awesome. The three minutes that he spoke were awesome. The, the Messi chants were awesome. So I'm really happy that it, that it happened, and it was almost surreal, right? Because as mad as yes. I was when I finally saw him there, more than anything on the on the big screen, right? Because it was so far, I really couldn't see him that well. But it, it was just kind of like a surreal feeling with the fireworks and everything, seeing him there on the mic with the jersey and everything. Uh, I'll start with you, Jay. What were you feeling when you finally saw Messi come out there last night? 
Um, just that this is a historic moment, uh, not only for the club, obviously, but just for, I'm going to say sports in America as a whole. Um, biggest thing to ever happen. Uh, literally have the GOAT coming here. I think one of, out of every 10 people follow him on, on social media. He has more followers than uh, any all of the NFL, all of the MLB, all of uh, the NBA combined. I mean, the the, yeah. the gravity of the situation cannot be more. I do not speak Spanish um, unless I'm in South America and have several tequilas in me. Then I somehow <laughs> just come down yeah, brain from, yeah. from fourth grade, you know. Shout out to my uh, Alicia Krieg, my fourth grade Spanish teacher. Um, so I, you know, I couldn't really understand really what was happening, but I did watch the the translations and everything today. And uh, wow, I mean, it's it's big. Um, now we're just here. The next big thing is uh, Friday. I can't wait to see the impact he has on the uh, on the pitch. Yeah, I'm really curious to see how Friday plays out, especially how yesterday went. But um, Chris, what were you doing? What were you thinking once you saw Messi come out? Because um, well, first of all, what were you thinking when you heard a little baby drop? Because when little baby started, I was like, okay, so there's somebody else getting introduced before Messi. That was kind of uh, out of left field. That was. I mean, that that was something that was completely out of left field, super <laughs> unexpected. Um, but I, I can explain to it just like how I tried to do it with my father. I told him, you know Michael Jordan, which is nationally known. I mean, in some parts of the, of the world he's known. But this is like 100 times, like, way more impactful, I guess, especially just internationally, worldwide, right? This is like Jordan times 100, right? To put it in perspective of someone that watches like American sports, that's what it is. I mean, this guy is like the walking Jesus of soccer, right? So, I mean, I don't know exactly how else to put it, but it is what it is, right? I mean, this is, we just we just landed Jesus in soccer world, right? I mean, there's no other way. There's there's no other way to put it, right, Jay? Yeah, no. Michael times a hundred, right? Like Michael, Super Saiyan, yes. God, Super Saiyan. I'm yes. with you, Jesus. Get me excited, might let my hair down to show you, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, did you stay for the concert afterwards? Uh, I stayed for uh, Camilo, which yeah, I had no idea what that guy was about, but I was I was into that. I was I okay. like the guitar. Uh, dude's got an amazing voice on him and I uh, appreciate anyone that plays the guitar live. Uh, and then I stayed for, I think, most of Bresh. I was really excited about Ozuna, but um, man, it was it was just such a long delay of fighting the elements and uh, my hip hurting. So we can get, we'll get into that in, in a little bit, but uh, tried to stay for what I could um, at the same time. You know, I got two kids, <laughs> once at six months and uh, trying to stay in the good graces of my uh, my fiance here so I can get married. hundred yes. percent. I get that. I get that for sure. All right. So um, I guess we will get into uh, that was the good, right? The good was that, but Busquets, Busquets, I thought it was very cool that Busquets came out and tried to speak. Well, no, not tried. He spoke English and yes. especially knowing that the crowd was, you know, heavily Spanish that he could have spoken Spanish. He's <laughs> played in Spain all his life or lived in Spain all his life. So he could have just easily came out and spoke Spanish. I thought it was very cool that he came out and tried to uh, did it in English. Um, I thought that David Beckham going ahead and speaking in Spanish was also a cool touch. Uh, and then Messi again spoke for for three minutes. So that was the good, obviously. Now uh, I guess we can get into the what I mean for me was the bad, and I'm assuming for a lot of other people. And by no means do I think that this um, 
completely ruined the night. It ruined my experience a bit, but you know, it was still awesome. Uh, so I, before I get started, I, I guess I'll start with Jay because I keep seeing people bringing up a refrigerator. So I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I'm kind of curious because the chat keeps bringing up a refrigerator. So I'm having, I'm assuming something happened with you in a refrigerator. Nah, not with me, bro. I'll send you guys okay. the video. Uh, we'll get into that. Uh, the, okay. uh, the bad, the bad, which isn't that bad. It's kind of funny, which I'll, I'll start with is that Sergio Busquets changed his uh, his PFP, right? His picture in in uh, Twitter and, and Instagram, but he he made it the Inter Miami logo, but he made it the the COVID social distancing logo. So the the herons are actually sitting apart on the, on the far edge. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't see how that. Did, how did you? How did you even find that logo first off? I don't know if, if that was a complete accident or if he was having some fun with it, but uh, uh, I thought that was pretty great. Um, refrigerator. I don't know what it was. was I, could have been a refrigerator. It could have been a mobile closet. That thing was probably a good six feet tall, stainless steel, and on four wheels from hell. So obviously that rain came down, right? And that was like the classic south florida hurricane sideways rain i mean it, it literally the wind turns the rain into tumbleweeds it's it's the tumbleweed of of south florida and so everyone's huddled right and you know this is right by where the the media walks in so there's a lot of a lot of media in the area trying to stay dry trying to keep a lot of the girls are trying to keep their hair dry the dresser dry all that all that good stuff everyone's kind of just huddled up like in nooks and crannies to try and um avoid getting completely soaked which was was damn near impossible impossible right yes it yeah. was um a lot of people including myself um you know we wore uh, our our bad shoes right we knew there was a, a risk it was going to get rainy i wasn't about to bring out you know in hindsight it would have been better if i dropped Some... the cowboy boots on them or like the air maxes or something yeah. with some damn grip i wore i wore some white air maxes which i regret now but yes yeah, so I wore these cloud. I think they're called Cloud Max, so like the Adidas competition. Real soft, cloud, um, like foam on the bottom. Yeah, you wear them enough that that foam doesn't really stick around too long. So some of the spots were a little uh, smooth on the on the bottom. And I was trying to get over to some friends, and it was windy. The ground was completely soaked, man, and my feet just went right out from under me. You know, I wore the bad shoes because I didn't care if they were going to get wet. Man, my feet went right out, and I landed right on my hip, bust down. Ooh. Hundreds of people around. My friends just standing over there. You know, like four of them just standing over there. Part of the pot, and they're gonna leave you there. It was like that. <laughs> it was like that scene. And uh, if you've seen Saving Private Ryan, when Vin Diesel gets shot yes. by the sniper yes. and yeah. it's raining, uh -huh. and they're all they can't get to him, and they're just watching this man like bleed out in the rain. That was me. I was Vin Diesel. <laughs> I was just bleeding out. So you know, I'll pick myself up real quick. I'm feeling a little embarrassed, obviously. Um, but then the winds pick up, man. And I will send you this video. Everyone is basically huddled in wherever they can find, right? Steps to go up to the seats in the bathroom, whatever. And the winds are picking up and everyone's running towards, and this camera angle is shooting from the, the stairs to go up to the seat. I'm down there ground level. I see this whole thing. And out of the corner of my eye, I just see this object moving. And it is a six foot steel cage of death on four wheels <laughs> and this thing is flying and there's also this inner miami employee i don't know what his job was god bless him i hope he's alive today and he's making a beeline towards that opening as well and it was just this perfect situation where 
both items collided with each other and this thing straight knocks him down flips out like over him i'm not sure that guy might be dead today i'm not sure <laughs> that is the only thing i'm holding on to today and, and thinking of is that guy had a slightly worse experience than mine in the rain for sure he's under workman's comp right now <laughs> absolutely well yesterday was about as worst case scenario as you can get i would assume right because it's July. You could prepare for rain, but that that was serious, serious water yesterday. And um, mm-hmm. and I remember I was really upset about everything that happened. And we're gonna get into that in a second. But I remember I, I felt uh, I chuckled, and it almost like brought me down a little bit from being that upset when Jorge Mas came out and said that it was holy water. I don't know why I found that so amusing, and it it almost like calmed me down a little bit because I thought it was so funny. I was like, you know what? I should take it a little more easier. But I was very upset. Um, so well, you and I, you and I had completely, uh, you and I, Danny, had completely different experiences when it came into the mess that was trying to enter into Drive Pink, right? Right. Well, you I got mean, there before I did. So I, yeah, I got there before you did. I was gonna go through Gate One. I decided to run over to Gate Two, which was a little less packed when I got there. Right. Eventually, it was swarmed. Uh, there's several videos online, which I'm trying to look for myself in them. And literally as it starts raining. So like everybody is like bottlenecking under this white tent that I'm like right at the edge of. And all of a sudden it starts pouring and we are getting drenched. I'm literally going to have, I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw fist with the guy next to me because he's cutting and I'm not one to not say anything. So I end up telling him, Hey dude, don't be a dickhead, bro. This guy's like, oh, because he thinks he's big that he could just like push me around. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that, bro. Just be like a a normal human and don't cut people. Like, hold yourself accountable. But whatever. It chaos ensues. This guy's lost his child, right? His daughter is gone, nowhere to be found. Mm. Some random guy. Then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, everybody just starts hoarding like a zombie apocalypse towards the edge of the gate. And you see the security like, go, go, get inside, like waving people in, right? So people are walking in with possibly sniper rifles and assault rifles, right? I mean, that's not what happened, but technically it could happen, right? And not getting their tickets checked, okay? Yeah, maybe I'm a little extreme, but hey, you know, I'm trying to paint a picture here, Bobby. So everybody just blasts through. And uh, and that was our experience, Danny. Got soaked. Complete horde entrance. How was yours, Danny? Uh, I got there at 5 o'clock, a little after 5. I got there a little after 5. I was with my brother, his wife, and my wife. And they got out of the car because they needed to use the restroom. And we ended up parking. Now, the parking situation was ridiculous, but that was expected. I thought getting there at 5 o'clock would be enough time for me to park, you know, uh, easily or, or not that bad i ended up parking at the last line right by commercial boulevard by the time i parked there the storm has began and it's raining like crazy and i'm considering should i go or should i wait it out i decide i want to wait it out chris starts calling me and egging me on to go in to go in to go in to stop being a bitch just go in my <laughs> wife's like let's just go in so I start getting upset. Oh, with now, the wife now, too? Oh, yeah, man. so now my wife and Chris and Chris's wife and everybody's like, let's just go. 
So as soon as I open that door and take a step outside, my night starts going down because I stepped in a pool of just mud. At that point, I already know this has not started well. I walk that half a mile from Commercial Boulevard to the stadium. And when I get to the gate, what do I see? I see security guards on the other side of the gate, gatekeeping, telling everybody that they can't come in. I just walked half a mile. It is raining. There is still lightning. And they're telling me, I'm not letting you in for another hour. At that point, I am really upset. Now, obviously, I can't And Air Maxes are in In white Air Maxes, yes. I can walk half a mile back through the dirt roads that are in the yellow pink parking lot or the yellow parking lot. But I choose not to. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to wait here. It starts to get crowded and more crowded. And people are like, oh, yeah, but the security guards can't be out here when there's lightning. They are here. They're just standing on the other side of the gate. It is now 630. The gates open at 6. Why can't I I come inside? I tried to incite a riot at gate 1. And then like 10 minutes later, one of the security guards came up to me. He's like, hey, man, can't open the door because it's just, you know, lightning. Let's just calm it down. Come on, man. I'm I'm going to do what what Jay did. Jay gave an analogy of the Vin Diesel saving Private Ryan. You guys have ever seen those movies, those apocalypse movies, where like the Earth is coming to an end and you got to make it to that spaceship. And then the people that just show up late, the gate closes. And then you just see hands reaching in through the gate, trying to touch family members that made it and others that didn't. And they're waving to each other. That's what I felt like. We were the peasants on the outside while everybody else was getting saved. It's and like the uh, more, and the more time like, that was passing, good. It's like War of the Worlds where they're trying to get on the ferry and like people are like yes. jumping on like in the gates yes. up, but they're just falling off. And and <laughs> and what, when I really started getting upset is when I started seeing people in the stands because there were people in the stands walking, taking pictures and videos of us like idiots. We're standing out there like idiots. And they're up there in the stands from the new corner uh, stands right there, the, the news that they just put up, and they're just taking videos and pictures of us, but where they're just standing like sardines, just, just chilling, waiting, and just waiting. And I didn't get inside until 7.50. At that point, I was really pissed. I didn't even want to talk about it. I, I didn't want to talk to anybody. I saw Chris. I just you were a little walking. upset. A I, I little didn't even upset. want to talk to Chris. I just walked right by him. I went straight to the bathroom. They had no bathrooms outside for anybody. Anybody that Ubered there, good luck. Go back to your car for cover. They came in and Uber. Where are they supposed to go? <laughs> there were so, women uh, in the men's bathroom. Men oh, in the yeah. women's bathroom. Oh, yeah. It, it was a disaster. Yeah. It, 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 At I, that point, you're so wet. You can just honestly let it go, bro. No one's going to know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, as long, as long as you're not wearing white pants. I was, I, I was, I was really, really upset. But, um, but I, again, I, I've come down and I realized there was no way to prepare for that type of hurricane. Right, because because that was that was those were strong winds, that was strong yep. rain, and I understand that it was very difficult to plan. But I do think that there was poor planning, because I feel like there was no plan for any type of rain. I, I'm a, I'm a big wrestling fan, right? And, and WrestleMania, when they do it in the stadiums, they always have like a big tent over the ring, right? And it and it obstructs the eyesight of everybody because they have those big pillars, and it never rains, but they do it just in case it rains. I feel like there was no contingency plan. Like, they're like, it'll be okay. If anything, it'll be holy water and they'll be happy. Like, once they see Messi, they'll forget about it. Everybody's going to be happy. And I feel like that's what the thought process was coming into this. Because although I understand there's no way to prepare for that type of rain, I felt like they didn't prepare for any type of rain. 
And we're going to get into the security part of it now because what happened at gate two, I thought was kind of crazy also. I so, think they all focused on the security so it. much. Like they just wanted to make sure they could have the security protocols in place to protect Messi throughout the season that there probably wasn't a ton of thought put into to, to any other areas. You know, I mean, that was legit like cat you know three, cat four hurricane type wins. And and I it was and I'm glad, wrecking people. And I'm glad you said that because when I, I was thinking about this earlier today, and I and I was thinking like I can't say that that this was completely like out of their control, but I can't say that it's completely their fault either. But I do agree with you, and I do think that that is exactly what happened. Over the last month, their priority has been figure out how to keep Messi safe, right? How, how do how, we got fences up? You can't get to the training facility anymore. We figured out how to get him into the stadium and out of the stadium without media taking pictures, all that other stuff. They, they got that down packed. And that's fine. Congratulations. I'm glad that you guys figured that out. And now Messi's happy. But there's still fans that go to the stadium. So although you've now taken care of that priority, start taking care of us next. Because there's going to be a lot more people at the stadium. And you need to start planning for this. I'm glad that it happened yesterday during one of these events. I don't know how much they can do in the next four days before Friday's game. But it's time to now. You've taken care of that the top priority, which completely makes sense. Messi is the, the the person that, that that's the most important in this scenario. But now the fans need to be safe also. If there's another thunderstorm with lightning, have another place for people to go in and cover because there are people out there that come in buses, that come into the bright line that you like to, mm -hmm. to go ahead and promote. There's other people that get there that don't have a car to go to. So there needs to be other contingency plans. And I'm hoping that they figure this out because they figured out the messy thing. That's great. Now let's start thinking about the fans. Yeah. Well, I'll and tell you. I'll, go, yeah, go ahead, Jay. I think there was a lot of dangerous aspects last night for the fans. I don't know if you guys saw the went to the west side of Drive Pink at all. Um, I, I went like to the middle stand for a second. So, like, right? Did you see that stage they had set up? Like, I saw right that the R. Three, it was an R. It, that it was. Fell it down. was. I'm pretty sure it was for Bresh because it was B R E and like oh, an okay. H or whatever. It one of the letters fell off, probably when the storm started, like six seven. Okay. I, I remember going back down there um, like 8 o'clock or something, maybe 8.15, right before Messi came out, and all the letters were, were off. The, the stage had basically just been wiped out by the wind. Yep. And yeah. one of those letters falling on a fan could legit wind you up in a, a very expensive lawsuit. The only time I got to At see a least. letter was – the B was the only thing left when I was there. There was just the B and the R was on the floor. So, well, like, like you said, they all fell off. If I could mention Ooh. something, I love the chaos. I love. Oh, it. wow, that makes. I loved every second of it. And but one thing I do have to agree with 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 Broward here on here, they really need the ditch guardian security. I work private security, and those guys are clowns. I, I have. Right, we're not trying to security. cost any. We're not trying to cost anybody their jobs here. Come on now. We're listen, trying to create Bob, jobs. I know. Yeah, let's I mean, add security. You know let's not get rid of the guardian security. But listen, it is what it is. Like you think because you're gonna do like some parkour jump over like a three foot wall that you're gonna like woo me, bro. You got thirteen year old kids that can juke you out of this out of your socks, bro. Mm -hmm. So uh, Chris, let's get Chris, some serious Chris, security Chris. out there. Oh no, forget it. I was gonna give no. Don't worry about it. Keep going. I'm sorry. I, I, no, that's I, it. I, I just got a, a the video from Matthew just sent me and, and I was gonna put it up. Give me a sec. 
Um, I sent you the video. I'll, did, did Matt oh, you sent it, it also. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, okay, and now I'll fill the bus for. Yeah, that go was, ahead, Jay. That was my first slip of the night. There was a second one in the Northwest Club as well, where I hit like a James Brown splits and came back up. Man, it was. And then oh, they brought out like man. a little, like a little mini Zamboni. And somebody was driving this thing, well, cleaning up the, the the wet floor because that cement is so slick. Like even on a dry day, there's a little sheen. To it, it is. You put water on that, man. It is like you're in a hockey rink if you have no soles on your shoes. And listen, Danny, I, I'm not the only one that's talking about Guardian here, and and not such of a positive light. Uh, there's a lot of people talking about Guardian is not really that not great. Sure we, but yeah, yeah, no, but we don't want to trash anybody's jobs. We don't. Look, I yeah, mean, yeah. look, we don't. But at the end of the day, like, if you're talking about having an organization, you know, like a security organization really secure your players and your stadium, like, come on. Well, let me see. Yeah, right, you're, so, you're right, Hazel. So, Hazel's on point. We need the Navy SEALs at this point. SWAT team. <laughs> all right. So Yo, I'm gonna put the, up the, the the reserves base or whatever, like right next door to it as well. Bring those. Yes. Guys. I'm gonna put up the video that Jay was talking about earlier. Hey, they do view. Oh, there we go. Baby, what? That is <laughs> number one pick in the NFL oh, draft. Yeah. I mean, we are talking about. Hall uh, of more Fame time. linebacker. If you're, if you're listening to audio, you got to... Hey, oh, oh, yeah. That is, that that is prime Ray Lewis. That is... That guy is legitimately getting season tickets for his whole life and his children's life. <laughs> that is a fact. All right. Everyone so, was uh, mad they were so wet, but like there was a sense of excitement because there was so many objects being thrown in the wind that you're like people watch you, but also looking out for your own safety. It was just madness for like a good hour there. So um Chris, you oh. came in through gate two. Jay, what gate did you come in through? Gate three? Uh, no, media gate. Okay. The little southwest media entrance. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the got an easy. <laughs> we had Chris. to ask it out of him, bro. Chris, yeah. Gate two. Well, how was your experience at gate two? Because that was the gate in which uh security abandoned their post and all that other good stuff. Yeah, I mean, like I mentioned, like gate two, it was just it was a zombie apocalypse, dude. Like it's either you're 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 in or you're out. And it was a free-for-all. It was I heard I a mean, few people got their sunglasses stolen. Here. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> People walked in with umbrellas, and somebody here was complaining about umbrellas that they had to leave their umbrella in the front. Somebody also look at I mean, I'll find the comment right here. Mike V. People were coming in, no bags checked. I imagine Mike V. is one of those guys that walked into into number two with me. He could have brought in a bazooka again. Inner Miami, if you guys are listening, I'm not saying anybody came in with bazookas, but somebody could have come in with a bazooka. That's all I'm saying. Technically, you're right. Technically, technically you're right. But people that walked up to gate number two at that point didn't realize that that was going to happen. So I doubt anybody walked up heavily armed. And it's like, they're probably not going to check security right now. Like, I'm pretty sure nobody walked in with the bazooka. Now, the whole thing that happened in uh, San Francisco a couple weeks ago with the guy with the knife and, you know, maybe something like that. But 
Uh, I, I'm sure it was fine. Nothing, nothing crazy. But I thought that was kind of wild because I don't know if you could see, but at what point did the security guards all just look at each other and kind of give each other a head nod and just walk away? Like, is that what oh, happened? He, this is what I'm thinking, right? Like, I guess protocol is like, okay, it's starting to rain. It's thundering. Let's close the gate. But then people just kept pushing and pushing. And at that point, like the security of five and a half people there lost complete control. And they're just like, dude, we, we, we can't hold this group of five, 600 plus people back. So what are they going to do? They're just going to let them in. You know, we're talking yeah. about like a full revolt, bro. And then they're at like, that yeah, point, I'm only like, paid $15 right. an hour. Like, yeah, it's like it's either, you, <laughs> it's either you let them in or you get trampled on Walmart Christmas Eve style. Right, like so, everybody's gonna bum rush. I mean, literally, people were like diving through metal detectors just to be able to get in. Like, Jay, Jay, do you know if there is legit protocol where if it starts to rain and lightning, that the security guards need to go in for cover and they need to close the gates? Like, is that a thing? Do you know? Wait, and before Uh, and just before you answer, before you answer that, Jay, I just want to make something clear. There's a guy that I literally was telling him he's a fucking bitch for cutting people off. I just want to tell you, if you're listening, guy, I'm not going to take anything I said back. I'm just letting you know you're kind of a bitch for cutting. I really don't care who this guy is. That's it. I just want to make it clear. Just be nice. If I, if I offended you, I'm into. I like it. Um, if I, I offended you, just fucking take it, bro. Be a human. Yeah. I don't know what the, the protocols are around security, um, to be honest with you, but just kind of common sense i would imagine that uh you know the fans well-being is of the utmost uh you know protection like security is the the crew of the titanic right you got to make sure the 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 individuals the civilians are getting onto the lifeboat so i would imagine that just being in a stadium that is made of basically steel and aluminum that yeah there's probably some sort of protocol i would imagine deemed necessary by the mls uh, as a league where maybe it's safer to be out you know in a parking lot than around a metal fence or you know some of the stands or something like that i I honestly don't know um i don't think they probably pay the security guards that much per hour and some people had to weigh their options you know this these messy crowds it's a it's a different breed than they've ever experienced and they might have just been like yo man it's not worth it you know If we all do it together, smaller chance we all get fired. I agree with that statement that you just said right there. This messy crowd is nothing like they'd ever seen. And it's like I mentioned in one of my tweets, it's never going to be the same again. It's never going to be the same again. I I see some people saying that I'm doing PR for, I guess, for the team because I'm not going hard at the security guards. That's about Nito thinks you got stocks, bro. I can't go hard at the security guards if they're protocol and they're told if it starts to rain and there's lightning, abandon your post. Like, if that's what they're told to do, how am I going to criticize them? I'm criticizing the team if that's what they're telling them to do. What I want to know is why is there people inside the stadium, but then the doors are locked or the gates are locked and there's still people waiting outside? That's my question. Now It's probably harder to it- evacuate everybody, right? So it's probably just like a situation like if this happens, like, hey, you know, if you're in, like, your fate's already sealed. Good luck with all this metal around you. If you're out, you've got a better chance going in the parking lot. I, that's what I, I think it might be. I, although that makes sense, Jay, and and I don't care. If there's people inside, <laughs> let me inside. Like, at that point, like, I want to be inside. Like, you that's, signed that's the what waiver. Me off. 
I, I, I yes, yes, yeah. yes. I'll fingerprint that shit and everything. There, yeah. there's Chris. He's eating empanadas on the other side of the fucking gate, and I'm here getting wait, wet, waiting. And you know what's the best part is? Is that I was stuck in a big ass crowd. I couldn't move, and I was luckily right in front of the garbage that smelled like complete crap. So I'm there just taking in the odors while I'm watching Chris eating in his empanadas on the other side of the gate. Which, by the way, it's Chris's fault that I'm there to begin with. So mm-hmm. yes, it, I. If you let well, people in, don't close the gates back up. That's it. You let them in. You should have came through gates. Are, uh, Look, all my little kids are seeing your 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 dirty muddy uh, Air Maxes and young. What are those? <laughs> just get yeah, just man. getting ridiculed by some six year old in the stadium. And you know what, Danny doesn't know though, Danny. I was trying to figure out an illegal manner just to get you into the stadium, like opening locked gates and everything. So next time, I'm just not going to try to commit trespassing for you. Then, all right. You can what, sit what, out what, there. What, what good did it do me? You tried, but what good did it do me? It well, did I tried. I just couldn't find. I couldn't find a good. How option. do I know that you really tried? You could have just said that just to say it. I did. Yeah. I, did. I, don't know. I wish you just would have ponchos ready. I wish they would have had some boxes of ponchos ready for the fans because all the security got them real quick. And I was like, "Yo, where is this box at?" And no one would really give up the details. So in a yeah. big event like this, yeah, we got like you know, like the koozies and you know, and the with the Royal Caribbean and the towels. Like, man, just just have some ponchos is a contingency backup plan for sure man um so chris and i have been talking about queremos techo right the hashtag queremos techo since last year we want a roof we want a roof and we've i been saw a little interesting it. back and forth with you danny and solana right shout out to solana he he came out and he's he commented under one of the tweets that i wrote that we want a roof that he believes that fifa uh doesn't allow for roofs over stadiums and, you know, Solana a lot of times is accurate with some of the stuff that he says, even though, you know, he gets a lot of crap for the dumb stuff that he says also. But sometimes he's right. So I wanted to go in and check it. So I went on the FIFA website and I started looking it up. And let me tell you something. Under construction of, of stadiums, I'll put the link in the description below uh, once the video's over. But there's a lot to read. And today while I was doing cardio, I decided to read it all. So... I got to the part where they start talking about infrastructure and um, the making of roofs. And apparently there's three types of roofs that you can have. And oh, one of them went away. Well, I got into three of them. Um, and where to go? I'm sorry. So this so is one roof, right? I this, mean, this we're is looking one, at one example. Simply supported, right? It, it's just it, it has connecting on each side of the stands. Then this is the most common one, which is the one that I'm expecting that we're going to get here for Inter-Miami, which is the tensile structures, where it's kind of, it has that empty hole in the middle. And it, it brought up these three roofs. And I don't have the picture of the other one, I apologize. As, as the three roofs that you could have. So for a second, I thought that Solana might be on or something. And then I kept reading. And as it turns out, you can have a roof. It just needs to be retractable. So this is a retractable roof in Amsterdam, okay? So apparently FIFA doesn't build just domes. It has to be a retractable roof is from what I, my understanding there. So now, like, the Jay, Mar- like the Marlins. Yes. Jay, have you heard about this? Because I know Atlanta plays in a dome. Do they have a retractable roof? I don't think so. Yeah. It, it is it like, it, it like It's one of the coolest retractable roofs you ever see. It's like a bunch okay. of, I don't know, angled triangles that kind of like all spin in together. 
Okay. Um, I, I was not aware of any roof rule. Um, I'm not, I had even, I don't know if I've ever had that thought in my life, honestly. I have seen stadiums in Europe that, you I know, it's almost like there's, the a, there's a stadium and then there's basically like an area behind it with tracks. And yeah, the whole thing can basically come off or, or go on. Um, now, Bayern's, the Allianz isn't a dome, I don't think. But I, no. I, I guess you, I, I've never, I don't know. I feel like most domes that are built now have retractable roofs. Um, you know, there's like not a New Orleans team that would play at the Superdome that doesn't, but yes. uh, that's an interesting thought. And I'll have to try and keep an eye on that and uh, maybe, maybe find something around the world. Well, yeah. So I, I, I wanted to double check that just because I kind of wanted it, you know, to be on. I didn't want to keep saying, oh, we want a roof, we want a roof. And all of a sudden it's like, hey, guy, FIFA doesn't allow for those. No, as it turns out, they do. You just got to discount big cash because it has to be retractable. So, um, Joker just said it's retractable roofs are dangerous in hurricane-prone areas, but there's one right down the road that's called Lone Depot where the Marlins play. So if they could do it, I think Inter Miami should be able to do it also. So the same way that La Familia and Inter Miami comes together and they fed, they said, let's put the pressure. We got to get Neville out. And everybody's like, let's come together and let's make them hear us because we got to get Neville out. Well, you know what? Neville is out. And I think it's time to kind of get together and let them hear that we need a roof. Because if you're going to be a global team, you can't have rain delays every other week. Last you year, need to make global in, moves. We had 17 home games. Seven of them were rain delays. That, that, that's almost half. Like almost half of them were on rain delays. If you're a global club and you have people in Asia waiting till four or five in the morning to watch your games, and you're like, oh, sorry, you got to wait another hour or two because there's a rain delay, that's not going to fly. If you're a global brand, you need to make sure that your games are coming on on time. And you have to understand that we play during the summer. This is the summer here in July. This is hurricane season, baby. We're raining all day long, every day. Today, there was another hurricane that passed by my house. So this is going to keep happening. Maybe not in March, maybe not in October, but in the summer months, unless you plan on having the majority of your home games in the beginning and the end of the season, this is going to be a constant issue. So they need to address it. And if La Familia feels like they have the power like they did with Neville, let's get together and do this also because they're not going to do anything because like they, they feel like they gave us Messi and we should be happy. But we're not happy if we're going to keep getting these rain delays because after Messi's gone, we're stuck for the stadium with who knows how many years. So this is something that needs to be addressed. Yeah. Well, and 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 I'll tell you, Danny, I'm all with it. Queremos techo. We want that roof. Also, guys, get your damn plates, bro. Get the inner Miami plates. Like, stop eating crap. Get the freaking plates. Let's beat Dan Marino and the stupid Dolphins. And uh, and if you want to hear more Dolphins, go to Battered Fins fans. Okay, check that out. Now, Mike V bring, brings up a good comment. You know what's disgusting, Matthew? Effing up my vintage Jays. And Matthew made the worst mm. comment ever. You're right, but backup Crocs. Matthew, I don't know if you know anything about life itself. You should never have anything Crocs. Not backup Crocs, not starter Crocs, not anything Crocs. Unless you're Alex Windley, you can get away with that. Okay. Be easy on Alex that. Okay. It, like, it took it took weeks to get him off his socks and and, and slides. Like he's still oh. wearing. Just naughty, like black slides, white socks, just all over there, man. But um, get, take, get, he, he's, he's getting there. He's getting there. I'll, I'll, I'll let the Crocs thing slide. But was it not poetic justice that the messy event was delayed? Like, we just kept joking about it. Like, this is the most inner yes. Miami 
event well, of all time. Like even when like the guitar like went out, I was like, yes, like we uh, we thrive in chaos. I don't know if we thrive, but we're very comfortable. We're accustomed. In chaos we're accustomed. We're, we're, yeah, yeah, sure. we're exposed yeah. to it. When they first officially announced the 16th, we came on this show and we joked that it was going to be a rain delay. And I joked that on the 21st, it's going to be the same thing. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if on Friday we have the same thing. And Nico just said, um, you know, sorry for the experience yesterday. The last night was the beginning of greatness. I, I look, I, I agree. I agree that yesterday, we're, we're, I'm going to forget this experience eventually, look back at the pictures and be like, that was really cool. Those messy chants were cool. Um, but I, I'm... And if you've listened to the show long enough, you know, I'm not really one to wait in line to see somebody and meet somebody. And I, I, I don't think those three minutes of listening to Messi talk were worth it. I went through three hours of crap and then I got to listen to Messi talk for three minutes. I'm sorry. I don't think it was worth it. It was a cool moment for me personally. I don't think it was worth it. It was three minutes. That's what I got of Messi. I got three minutes. And on top of that, I could barely hear him. And I love the messy chance. I really do. But could we wait? Could we have waited until he was done talking or done it before he started talking? Because once it started happening as he was talking, I couldn't hear him anymore. So, no, I don't think that the three crappy hours that I spent outside were worth it. But I do agree that it was the beginning of greatness, as, as yeah. contradictory as that might sound. Well, and, and I just want to mention a comment here by JV. He says 40% chance of rain on Friday. Listen, it's going to be his first game, JV. People are going to go out if it's 90% rain. As long as there's no thunderstorm, people are still going to go out. Like having him wave to you from like thousands of feet is absolutely nothing in terms of like in comparison to seeing him actually play. We're talking about Jesus, soccer Jesus. You guys don't get that, right? That there is a better chance of Friday's game getting delayed or rescheduled than there was with the Messi event. Apple had already invested who knows how many billions of dollars. I mean, I saw Taylor Twelman was there, Sebastian Salazar, people from all over, every outlet you could think of. It was wild. There was no way that wasn't going to go off. And I think the whole event was supposed to be like a music festival, which was going to be great. I bet like they probably had, you know, Camillo, everyone, you know, Tiago, Ozuna, I bet everyone probably had like a 50-minute set they were going to do. But then they just scrapped all that and were like, well, at bare minimum, we're putting Messi out there at 8.30 because that's when we had it scheduled. We want to do it at the break of the, mm-hmm. the Gold Cup game. And then afterwards, right. like, whatever, let's just get these artists out there, let them do a few songs each and, and just rotate them as fast as we can. And, um, you know, I, I, the, the whole thing – didn't go as planned. Obviously, Daniel, your experience was probably, you know, <laughs> the worst of all three of ours, I'd say, even though I have a bruised hip right now. I'm, I'm okay. You made me feel better about my situation, so so thank you. But um, I just think it's important to try, and find the, yeah, try and find the good moments. There was so much investment that event was going off regardless. Yeah. But yeah. the game well, could get delayed or postponed. We don't know. Hopefully it doesn't, I- but. I, th- I think that was my, my biggest issue is because uh, I'm not really into those type of events. And look, I don't I don't criticize anybody that is. That's cool. But I, I don't like those type of events like where you just go and you watch somebody like say hi to you for two or three minutes. And then that that's the whole event. I'm not a big fan of those. So the fact that I went through the crap to get to that, I think is what frustrated me. If I would have gone through those three hours of crap, but I would have had like a full 90 minute game like following that up. I think I would have mm-hmm. been a lot better. Mm-hmm. I think my frustration was that I was doing that for that so 
but yes, yeah, it was, a, a unless fresh... he's, unless he's getting heavily compensated for it, yes, uh, for sure. Yes. No, but I like, like you know, Danielle, I'm with you, man. I'm, I'm, I'm not really the one to go to the announcements either. And although your experience was horrible, and you probably don't ever have to go to another event like that ever no, again, never going to be another mess for sure. Yeah. You all, yeah, you saw the best one you could ever yeah. go to, even if you ruin shoes. You know, no, have a grudge against you know whatever the situation may be. Find solace in that, I guess, and you know, yeah. just, just try and smile through it all because um, it was an experience for a lot of people, different Look, experience for a lot of people. And 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 that's and I think that what was started getting me down was the holy water comment. Again, I thought that was hilarious, and I thought that mm-hmm. was a good job by him. Even though you're not going to get away with not getting a roof with that stupid comment, you still need a roof. <laughs> but that, and then honestly, just seeing Messi out there, man, like. I, I, it was so cool because I've been waiting so long for this, and uh, yes, you got it. You got to make them now. You got to make them. You know what? Tonight it's happening. I'm happening. I'm having them out tomorrow. That's it. All right. Um. So, uh, seeing Messi, it's been so long waited, and even though he said it on June seventh, we knew about it. We saw Photoshop pictures. I've made Photoshop pictures. We've seen people publicizing it. We knew the event was happening. Until I saw him in Drive Pink Stadium, it didn't feel real. And for those three minutes, as short as it may have been, and as crappy as the time it might have, may have had leading up to that, and even though I still don't think three minutes were worth of that crap, but that was a really cool moment, and I'm kind of happy that I was there for it because that moment is, like I said, today is day 1 a.m. Like after the, This is when it began. And, and it, it was really cool, and... I mean, I'm happy that I can tell, you know, in the future, be like, I was there for that, for that first moment as, as yeah. weird as it, it is, was. it is going to be, a, it, it, at the end of the day, it is going to be a very historical moment. I mean, we're talking about getting the best player in soccer to join the MLS. I mean, that you can't get any better than that. Can't get any better than that. So uh, I think, so we covered the, the good. We covered the – actually, I have one more bad. Do, does anybody have anything else that happened that was poor yesterday? Because there's one more thing that I have to add. That didn't happen to me, but I did see it happen. Not as bad as Fridge Guy, though. So, um, shout out Fridge I Guy. I mean, it, it kind of – a lot of bad things were just happening, but I was just – I was there for the positive. So, after I fell and I was soaked, I was like, well, whatever. Like right, At that point, it's not getting any worse. You're not Fridge Guy. Yeah. I go to the bathroom, and I'm wearing these shorts that Chloe just got me for uh, for Father's Day. And like I'm putting it back on after using the urinal, and pop button just pops off. So I'm there. I didn't even bring a belt because they were snug enough. So now I'm just shirt pulled down. I'm, I'm zipper all the way. No, no, nothing. And I was like, man, like what? What else can happen? Like we're here. Let's just let's just enjoy. It. Let's have some fun. Yeah, man. Well, I was sitting in section one sixteen, row twenty four, seat seventeen and eighteen. When I got there, I went up the wrong side. I was by seats one and two. I was again 17 and 18 because everybody had their phones already recording and stuff. Mm-hmm. Seats one and two were open. So I just sat there. If they had to tell me to move, then I walked down. They did it. But there was a group of four people that showed up after me and they walked towards the middle of the row. And as it turns out, there were four people sitting in their four seats that had the same exact tickets. Hmm. Now, there's obviously a lot of scamming going on, right? You see well, yes. if you're in the ticket group. I don't know how the scanners, the ticket scanners didn't pick that up, but that well, is because not everybody got scanned in, remember? Yeah. Or 
or so that is like maybe that was the just the perfect recipe mm-hmm. for duplicate tickets where on any other event in your Miami, yeah, you know, or, or, fun, or right? league game, it, it would have let one of the sets in and, and stopped the other sets that already scanned. So maybe that's just that perfect storm. So it, it was, and then they they call they called the you know the the people, one of the ushers, the lady that was the usher in that section, and she kept trying to explain to the guy that showed up later that it's because his gate said his ticket said gate two and the other person's ticket said gate one. And he's like, but that makes no sense. There's still only one section yeah. 116. It was it was it was it was interesting. It was interesting to say well, the least. And I'll mention something. Uh, there was a, a couple people which the they'll remain nameless. When I ran through gate two, they had spoken to me and said, you know what? I'm thinking about going online and selling my tickets since they didn't get it scanned. It went on, sold their tickets. Well, they didn't sell them. They were going to get to it, but they didn't. And they Mm. will remain nameless. That would have been an interesting idea. You may come up on some money, yeah. But then you would have ran into the same issue that these people had. Listen, but there was a lady with like five kids in front of me. And she was just seat swapping all over the place. You could tell either she just walked into the place or she had the worst seats ever, and she's just swapping seats. And I felt super bad because she's there with like four or five kids. But look, there was, I mean, there was, look, look everybody I enjoyed know, themselves. The stadium looked great, right? It looked full, yeah. but there were a lot of people that left. Like I know a few <laughs> people personally that 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 left. A lot of people with probably more intelligence than than us three. Probably like, yeah, yeah no, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna call it a night, get the kids home, you know. And like, if it was a Saturday, it might be a different story, but it, it was a Sunday. And, you know, almost all of us have uh, jobs in the real world outside of, you know, making content or media for, for the team. So yep. that was definitely that thought in my head, but I was like, I didn't want to live with the regret because either way, if, you know, he was supposed to come on 830 and that was actually on time, but the whole, yeah. <laughs> everything else went sideways. Well, I had a feeling looked- that, that he was going to come out on time just because, it had been promoted on Apple TV for 8.30 mm-hmm. for a full week. I was like, there's no way that unless there's another hurricane that passes by, this is happening exactly at 8.30 and there's going to be no concert. I was surprised that they went on afterwards, but I thought the concert had been canceled. Well, look I at was Steve, just praying that he wasn't going to slip on the stage and like twist his ankle or damage his Torn ACL. We don't even see look, him till so, next so, season. So the way the season's been going, I that, I wouldn't be right, sure. Yeah. I mean, and look at what Steve chimes in with, Danny. He fi- fi- welcome back, Steve. Welcome, right? Yeah, he's been it's gone for a while. See you back, right? You've been gone for a little bit, Poppy. So he he, he was just concerned, though, Danny. He was, you know, thought I'm he still was alive. still outside of the stadium. You're alive I'm and well. I'm still alive. I'm still alive. And you know what? I wish you, Jay. I don't know if you ever seen these porta potties out in in London, but I wish we could have had at least something like this, because we had nothing to use the restroom. So we're all. We're all locked that's like outside. A, that's like a just a urinal, like no that's doors. A you urinal, just, yeah, yeah. Just, that, that. just four of your closest friends all together. That's just it. When you go to your next, your, next, your, your next Chelsea game, that just go with four buddies and have the experience. Uh, that's that's so, some European innovation right there, man. Can I'm we gonna, please get some porta potties? Party. So get Porto some porta potties out even, there for us, please. What do you call that? Some, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. The the quad urine nine thousand. <laughs> the, the the Thanos. If, if you go on, if you go on Google, <laughs> if you go on Google and you literally put London public urinal, 
it'll pop up and it probably gives you the, the correct name. This so, is the uh, first time I've seen, oh yeah, Mr. Krabs just just dumbfounded. Oh yeah. Mr. Yeah, Krabs that, usually is very witty is, and he is Yeah, this is this is a legit. Wait, where thing. does it all go though? I don't know. It I goes into that little maybe, maybe there's a there's a drain there's a drain under. I don't know, but that, that that's a legit thing. Those are pictures off of Google. So it, I've never been to London, so I wasn't a creep to go around and start taking pictures of people, just to be clear. All right. So uh, yesterday, another thing that was supposed to be on and popping was that we finally got to see the jerseys. We finally got somebody the messy just jerseys. Yes. Yeah, somebody just well, mentioned here that they paid. $200. Yeah. So a couple things. One, major ripoff because they don't cost $200 or they were not supposed to. <laughs> and like second... And second, you see that pink jersey over there on the right-hand side? They're selling that pink jersey, $200, no sponsorships on the sleeves. It's like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, come on. Let's, let's, let's at least throw the sponsorships on the sleeves if you're going to sell it for $200. Now, me personally, my favorite jersey is the very first jersey. I already forgot what the name of it was. It wasn't um, – I forgot the jersey. The one with the three stripes. The very first jersey. Rosa Negra. I liked it because it had no sponsorship. I like my jerseys with no sponsorships. I think the NBA does it right. When the NBA, you buy a jersey, it asks you, do you want to add the sponsorship patch or do you not? I always go with no. I don't need to promote anybody. So I prefer no sponsorships. But uh, some people like that. And if you're selling it for 200 bucks, at least give them the authentic authentic, the, uh, the official tissue, as Chris likes to say. The club was mentioning something. Oh, never mind. That was Chelsea because they're going through a sponsorship issue where they were going to, if you bought a, a, a kit or jersey, then they would actually mail you the, the, the iron-on decals you could do at home yourself. And I thought that was a pretty legit way to do it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If you Maybe well, yeah. Enter could look into that. Yeah, because yeah, I thought that was weird. One, to sell it for 200 bucks, and two, for selling it for 200 bucks with nothing on the sleeves. You know, I thought that was weird. I mean, like I said, I like my stuff with no sponsorships, but, um, you know, whatever. Uh, Jay, you got that, that messy jersey already? No, nah, so I can't wear any uh, team gear to the stadium for MLS uh, media rules. So while I do have an absolute arsenal of a wardrobe, all Inter-Miami stuff, I can't even wear it. So my purchases have uh, substantially decreased over the past year and a half. And while I do hope to get one, I'm probably going to try and catch it on sale because like, I can't even justify 200 even for the for the replica, it's like one thirty or something. I just think that's so astronomically high. Um, and, you know, this isn't even like yeah, Messi's going to get a cut of each one of these jerseys that are sold. Yeah, but the the price has been high. It's for, ridiculous for years now in the MLS, and like it's just a. a I feel like it's such a complete uh, rip off and um, kind of disingenuous and unjust to to all the fans and supporters because. You know, you guys, you know, get kids like like I do, right? And you know, they want the new yeah. kid every year, and uh, you know, it's just 200, 200, 200 When you know, damn well, they probably cost even less. They're probably like ten bucks to make, right? Wherever Adidas is oh, probably outsourcing sure. that in China, shipping it over wherever. Like it's just the the gouging on it is uh, it's tough to swallow. It is, and and you know what? And that brings me to to another question of, and obviously, it, this this is a business after all, even though we're we're fanatics or whatever, but we understand that it's a business. I do have a question, and I'll pose it to both of you. I'll start with Chris this time. Chris, I I understand. 
um, I, I really appreciated that they gave the season ticket holders free tickets, right? And I get that they wanted to have a sold-out stadium. But do you think this would have gone smoother if they would have kept it as just a season ticket holder event? Because for a second, that's what it seemed like it was going to happen. I thought it was just going to be season ticket holders. And then I think it was, uh, was it Friday or Saturday that they randomly opened it up to the public to buy tickets? Obviously, they wanted to get that, that extra buck. And they were selling the ticket on Ticketmaster for like 150 bucks. Like it, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't like thirty dollars. Like yeah. it's like shameless. Like into Miami, you're fucking shameless. 150 dollars for this event. Like I, I, thought I saw that ones weird. that were cheaper than that. I on saw Ticketmaster, some that were that were like I don't I can't remember where it was. I thought I saw some for like thirty, then I saw one that had them for like ninety. But I saw I saw season ticket holders trying to put those for two hundred dollars on the uh, on the the Facebook uh, Inter Miami Ticket Group. So you know. Hey, day one's just trying to make that buck now, trying to trying to collect like, for the three and a half years. Wait, well, you know what? If it was StubHub, I wouldn't have minded. What I, what I was annoyed by is that it was Ticketmaster where I saw that it was that, that expensive. Yeah, with and the probably additional fees on top of that. Like, so oh I, my I god, I'm in a leg. And, you know, I hope I hope T Swift can can fight her way through that and try and make this better for everybody because it is atrocious what these ticketing companies are doing. Well, Brian is mentioning that his boy sold this for two thirty. I mean, this guy made a um, he he made a killing. Now, before I answer your question, Danny, I want to I want to shout out to Will here. I wonder what's the over under on Pitch Invaders Friday night, right? Which I want I want to get to that towards the end since that's probably what we're gonna wrap with. Um, but do I think that this event would have been done well or better or whatever with just season ticket holders? I mean, apparently. Uh, doesn't Inter Miami have all of all of the season tickets sold out, or at least pending to be sold out? Not only with the season ticket holders, but you then you the, the people on that are on reason. Yeah, the people on hold. So, like, apparently, the season ticket holders and the people on hold could have filled the whole stadium. Like, if you're gonna make it sort of exclusive for the people that have been invested into your team before Messi, I think it would have been fair to keep it strictly a season ticket holder event, supporters and season ticket holder event, to bring in randos. I mean, I understand that there is a huge amount of fan base that's invested because of Argentina, because of PSG, because of Barcelona, because of Messi. But at the end of the day, like everybody is celebrating the fact that he's going to wear the badge. I mean, it's Messi, but it's Messi going to enter Miami. Yeah, right. but, but only us, like, Inter Miami fans that were here for a while care about that. Nobody else cares about that, unfortunately. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is you're asking me if it would have been yeah, yeah. better or, or, yeah. or, I guess, similar as see if yeah. you were season ticket holders. I think it could have, if the well, numbers you, are correct, if they well, really have everything sold out. Well, uh, I, I do think that that's something that's getting, I don't want to say it's getting lost, but something that maybe yeah. we want to bring light to is the fact that, for the most part, the fans behaved well in the stands. There were no pitch invaders that I saw yesterday. Yeah. Uh, nothing. I didn't see any fights breaking out or anything. Like, the two people I told you had the, the same tickets. They were very civil about it. Like, yeah. I, I thought, for the most part, it went well as far as the fans go. Because I know a lot of a lot of the new fans are getting a bad rep. Like, oh, are they going to come and ruin the experience? And I, I, th I thought that, for the most part, in the stands, they behaved well. And, I mean, for that, for that I, I got to give them credit. <clears throat> Yeah, for sure. What do you think, Jay? Um, I I agree with you guys, right? I think it would have been better. I, what was it? You know, I don't have I don't have season tickets, so I'm not sure. Was it one? Was it one free ticket per seat 
you had? Yes. Yeah. No, so one one I would have liked them to see like, okay, who were the season ticket holders prior to, to June one, right. Or June 7th, whatever the day was, yeah. they announced them. Give, give them two for each seat, right. Double up, let them bring some friends, give them to whoever they want. And if they're say, you know, 3000 left over, then issue those to the people that are waiting or just bought season tickets and do it that way. Because yeah, there were a lot of people there. And I mean, I, you know, one of my favorite parts about living down here, you know, being from Kentucky is, is the, the multicultural aspect down here. I want everyone to be proud of where they're from, bring that culture here, bring your food sure. here, bring your drinks here. I, I love it. It is honestly one of my favorite things. It was a little intense seeing the amount of Argentina jerseys, you know, it just like yeah. the Barcelona game. It's like, everyone's wearing, it's like, come on, like support your local team. Like I get that you love Argentina, but like be here for inner Miami as well. And we were walking through the parking lot. Like, you know, I do everything. I bounce around the green lot, stop by all the supporters groups, say what's up to everybody. Um, man, they're like <laughs> three quarters of people I've never seen in my life. And I was just thinking to myself, like, I sure hope you're here in two and a half years. Like, I really hope you aren't just here for Messi. I'm fine with Messi being the reason why you're here, why you get into it. I hope you fall in love with the rest of the team, with the organization, with La Familia, with the community. And then you're here, uh, you know, lasting. But I think there will be um, quite a bit of season tickets opening up in two and a half I, years, maybe three and a half years if he exercises that contract option. I, I agree with you. But um, I remember we had this debate with a few people um, a couple months ago when they were like, yeah, we really don't want Messi because they, we don't want the bandwagon. My thing was, I, I think that a lot of those bandwagon fans are going to enjoy the experience. They live here. Uh, well, at least the ones that live here. Once it becomes a routine or a ritual, like, hey, it's Saturday, let's go to the game. Even after Messi leaves, they'll be like, well, it's still kind of fun to go out to the game. And I think also after Messi leaves, I mean, I can't say for sure, but I would, I would kind of bank on we're now going to consistently get pretty big names coming in after Messi's gone. So it's not like yeah. Messi's going to leave and all of a sudden we're back to cheering on uh, Pizarro. You know, like, I, I, by the way, I like Pizarro. So, Me too. But, <laughs> but it's not that that's going to happen. I think that, you know, he leaves. A lot of them stay. Not all of them. I do think that's that a lot of them will leave. But I think we're going to get a good portion that stay. And there's going to be big names that keep coming anyway. So I, I don't think that that's yeah. going to be an issue. Two, three years we get Neymar, boom. Now it's a bunch of Brazilian jerseys, which I'm more in tune with, uh, you know, at, at the stadium and stuff. But I agree with you, right? It's messy. We also got Busquets. We got Alba. We're going to have the, the younger Argentinians coming in as well. So there will be – this was a catalyst. We've, you know, we've had Gonzalo Higuain. We had Blaise Matuidi. Didn't work out nearly what we thought it was going to be. But he was coming off, you know, basically winning the World Cup or being on that roster at least. Um, so I, I'm agreeing with you. I think that there's going to be more players to come, which will keep people, uh, invested. This is kind of, uh, I've been saying it using this phrase that this Sonny and Messi is a double-edged sword, double-edged knife or blade, whatever you want to cut it, call it right. It's kind of a a necessary evil. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of day ones that are going to feel like maybe they're not being represented nearly as much prices going up. It's a little harder for them to, to, you know, make it. Uh, buy tickets to a game, stuff of that nature. But what it does for the league and the team, we'll leave the league out of this. I think we've already talked about this in the past. Yeah. But what it does for the team is it really uh, – this is day one. This catapults us. This um, is basically uh, us reimagining the brand, what this club is about, what it stands for. 
And now it's a serious platform. Now it's undeniably the biggest club in North America. It's yeah. going to be a worldwide recognized club. Um, you know, you you could have said, Jay, name one team from the Saudi league two years ago. And I would have been like, oh, I don't know, man. I would have drawn a blank on you. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. but now, you know, everyone knows where Ronaldo plays, right? And so yeah. global recognition, there's going to be some pain for the day ones, you know, just in, try to focus on the positives and, and let's just see where we can take this thing. Um, I, I do want to get your thoughts on Messiahs. <laughs> I'm cool with them going in their shirts, being a little group, really cute, go sit in a corner and enjoy the game. Them becoming an official supporters group, that I don't like. Now, I don't know if that's happening. I know that's what they want to happen, but I don't want that to happen. I think that's a smack in the face to the badge. What do you think about the Messiahs? Except for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, this is usually behind closed this doors conversation. Oh, all good. No, no, I'll pass it on. I'll put no, it on. No, no, no it's all good. I, look, I'm for... You know, I don't have anything wrong if you want For to make support. another, you know, supporters group, sure, right? Uh, I'm very in line with, with you, Daniel. I, I think that um, there are other supporters groups that have been there, um, you know, that aren't recognized, right? Or maybe tier two or tier three. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that, you know, coming in with the, the kit, with the alligator in the white kit, on the badge, like, or you know, where the logo is, it, it struck me as a little, uh, a little strange. I don't have an issue with it from support. Bring your squad out there, have fun. Maybe you can sure. try and get a chain out there. Right. But you're going to need to best advice I can give you is you're going to need to adapt and you're going to need to adapt quick because it's not really that important. What we think or what regular casual fans think, but there is a high level of pride and individuality in the recognized supporters groups, the ones we all know of, right? And I think they're going to need to come very correct or there's going to be some serious issues at hand. And that would be the best advice is find a way to integrate without becoming a thorn in any of the established supporters groups side because the club sides with them and you got to navigate those waters Best of luck, you know. I'll still come by and, and, and say hi, but um, yeah, because I, 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 I don't, I, I don't go, I don't go the route that Broward hair on. He says the size of disgrace. I don't, I don't think they're a disgrace. I don't. I, 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 if you have a group of friends that like to get together and watch Messi and PSG and Barcelona, and that's what you guys do because you're just really big Messi fans, that's cool. He plays here now, and you guys want to keep that going, but in person. That's cool. Wear your matching cute little shirts with your gators. Go out, sit in the corner, enjoy the game. I have no problem with that. I don't think there's any issues with that. My issue is if the club starts to recognize them as a supporters group for the club because they are not a supporters group for the club. They're supporting one single player. And for us yep. fans that have been here for a long time, although we are appreciative of play, look, I, I am happy that he chose Miami. I am. But and, and you know what? And now that this, this brings up a comment on one of our last YouTube channels, one of the ones that we did the last couple of weeks ago, somebody came and said that we sound arrogant. They said that we sound arrogant because we said that Messi isn't bigger than the club. I understand that for most of the world, it isn't. But for Inter-Miami mm -hmm. fans, mm -hmm. there's nothing bigger than the Inter-Miami badge. So yeah. you could be Messi, you could be LeBron, you can be 
Wayne Gretz, I don't care who you are. For us, the team comes before the player. So that's why for us, although you may think I sound arrogant, I'm telling you, for us personally, the fans that have been here for a while, Messi is not bigger than Inter Miami. I don't care how many followers he has on Instagram. For us, he is not bigger than the team. Yeah, it's kind of arrogant to even call you arrogant. Like, bro, we've been here three and a half years through some pretty tough, bad football to watch. And we haven't wavered. We're still there every game, loving this team with with all of our hearts. So, um, you know, you got to have won a game. Have, have more, more, yeah, but have more awareness of the situation you're, you're entering. And if any of well, the messiahs are listening, reach out to me. We've designed jerseys in the past. We typically do it once a year. I will help you guys out because you look like a wreck drinking softball league kit. I don't know who designed that. We got to get that where it needs to be. That is a, that's flamboyant and it's out there. Mm -hmm. Well, and I don't think, I don't think anybody's complaining about the idea of them supporting just in general, right? It's just, come with the right sort of ideals and yeah you want to support Messi, great but just don't forget the badge that he's going to be wearing on his jersey right just give some respect to that as well you can respect Messi, you can be able to come and celebrate Messi, but just respect the team as well because that's what you're primarily cheering for obviously like, like, yeah, that, that's basically what it is. Again, I don't I don't think they're a disgrace. I think that they're a group of people that really like watching Messi play. Maybe they did this with PSG. Maybe they did this with Barcelona. Maybe if he would have gone to, where was it, uh, Saudi Arabia, maybe they would have done it for whatever club he went to play over there. Like, you know, I don't I don't have a problem with that. I just, if they Are they not local? Official, Do we know if they're I, local or not? I figured they were local and just wanted would, to start their own thing because they wanted to come watch now that Messi's here. I, 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 would, I would assume they are, but... I'm going to assume that they that they just have they've been doing this for all his other clubs. I don't know. Like I said, I, if the club starts recognizing them as official supporters, group, that's when I think it's kind of weird. But um, but look, I don't think they're a disgrace. Go have your fun. I'm OK with anybody coming in as long as you're cheering for, for the same team. You know, it's all good. And, and Clara, Clara Avila is here commenting, saying Messi is bigger than the entire MLS. Sorry, boys. Look, and and Clara is not wrong. Right. Like, Clara's not wrong. Cla I mean, no. Messi is going to put the MLS on a way bigger stage than what it was, right? But You're talking from our Clara is, Yeah, but Clara, at the end of the day, like, he's going to be playing for this team. Like, you, you're going to follow this team. You're going you're gonna to invest yourself in this team. So uh, just take a chance, take the opportunity, and respect it a little bit. That's all. That's all we're you asking sound, for. Just You do sound a little arrogant, Chris. I mean, look, I mean, I get it. Messi is messy. No. To, yes, to us, the, 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 the club is bigger than one person, right? right? Yes, we would love to have Messi, but, like, it doesn't – the the club, Inter Miami, that crest, that's that's always going to be number one. Messi can be a close second. I've got nothing but respect. Messi's bigger than probably every league in the world if you're going to compare it just strictly like that, right? But when you're yes. talking about fans who are invested, who love their team – Go to every single game, make content every week, talk about it. You got fans that engage on your show every single week on socials. Like people are invested. And so that's what they're saying is, is that the club, our love of the club, and we care more about the club's well being than just one individual player. If Messi and, and doesn't Clara, come last, 
Go ahead, Chris. I just want to say uh, you're suggesting to take what we can get so our club can grow. Let's get that right, Clara, because he's playing for our club now. You and me. Clara, Clara included is what you're saying. Yes. Clara okay. included, yes. Well, well, all, all we're saying is that if Messi wouldn't have come and we would have re-signed Pozuelo and he would have came back, we would have been ecstatic. And yeah. for the, all of you new Messi fans, you probably don't even know who Pozuelo is. <laughs> and it doesn't really and, and and honestly it doesn't really matter. We're just like you know they could have named one player on our roster right no, now. So but all we're all we're saying is that we still would have been here. So to us personally, he is not bigger than the club. But we do understand in the overall scheme of things, globally, yes, Messi is yeah. bigger than the entire league. He's probably bigger than La Liga. That's why they were trying to do everything possible to get him back. Like, He's bigger than so, Jesus. He, I, yeah, I'll give you close. that one also. I'll give you that one also. All right. So as we wind down here, um, we did want to get your thoughts, Jay. We're riding an 11 game winless streak. Yeah. The kids were playing. They're playing better. Hey, Lucas. Uh, but, but things are still not, you know, where they should be. But we have an influx of talent coming. Some of them are going to debut on Friday. What is your outlook? For this season. Now, I know that uh, I'm part of the Discord and I see a lot of people saying that this is a lost season already. I disagree and I I wanted to get into it today, but we've gone over so long that I'm not going to. I guess I'll get into it on Wednesday, but I I think this season is far from over as far as the regular season. But I kind of want to know what you think as far as where do you think that what are the expectations for the rest of the season? I guess is the best way to ask. Um, for me, like ultimate win would be we somehow find a way to make the playoffs. I don't even care, like really, if we make a run or anything. But um, to be a realist, like I think the season's over. I think it was over a while ago. We were decimated by injuries. Yeah, we got a lot of young kids, a lot of talent, but we just can't play four of them. It worked really well for you know like one game, but it was still drew it out. Um, I was calling for Pizarro to get more action before we left him. I just think we need a little bit more leadership in there. Yes, Busquets will help. Yes, Alba will help. And Messi, of course, will help, right? We have people that played together and won a whole bunch of games, trophies, tournaments, all that good stuff together um, at every level of the of the, the team, uh, you know, from the attack to the midfield to the defense. Yes, we have these younger uh, players coming in, right, that we're going to fill out these these U22 initiative spots. I try to stay more reserved these days on any highlight reels I see or not really buying into any uh, anyone coming into the club until I can see them perform because I've had high hopes for a lot of people and the results simply weren't there. But for us to even right now get into the playoffs, right, we are last place sitting at 18 points. D.C. United holds that ninth spot at 30 points. You go to the eighth spot, Chicago's at 32. So you can already tell we are 12 points off of that ninth spot, which we would have to be in to make the playoffs. I believe there's, if I'm not mistaken, I think 15 games left in the season or something like that. 12. You're going to have to – 12, sorry. Okay, so you're going to – oh, yeah, removing the the Leagues Cup. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to win – almost every single game and you're going to have to hope for teams to go on losing streaks because that is a pretty large gap in terms of points given the amount of games played. I would like for everyone to also stay patient. Messi will come. Yes, he will score. Our defense is still going to struggle. 
our midfield will still struggle as we figure this out. It's going to take some time to get everyone to mesh, get under Tata's complete control, his system. I liked a lot of what I saw when we went to the 4-4-2 uh, at halftime in the, the, the St. Louis game. So I don't think it's going to be easy. I think this season's a wash. I think everything really starts next season when they have a full offseason to practice. Yes, sure. there's a chance. I'm at about 90% that we're not going to make it's the over. playoffs right now. Yeah. I'll hope for the best. Uh, I will still yell and, and chant and, and be with everyone as, as we always are, and I will hope for the best. But I'm just going to take a realist approach just because that oh, yeah. gap in points I, is only increasing. I am I I understand why everyone is taking that stance. I, I do, and um, I, I I'm a numbers guy, so I just try to look at the numbers. And I, I guess, like I said, I'm not gonna get into it because it'll probably be like a, a spiel for the next 10, 15 minutes, and we're over. But uh, I I do think there is a chance. There is 12 games, but a lot of the games are against teams that we're gonna have to leapfrog to get to that chance anyway. So I think there's a lot of things that go into a, that take uh that go into the reasoning as to why I think that we will make the playoffs. But again, we'll get into that afterwards. My question to you: three up, three titles still not decided in the MLS for us, right? We have the League's Cup, Open Cup, and then obviously the MLS Cup. Well, supporters group, supporters shield, that one's out of the question for sure. So, yeah, for sure. out of out of those three, which one do you think is most likely? Because I still think not winning the MLS Cup. But I still think making the playoffs is more likely than winning the League's Cup and the Open Cup. Um, I think the o- Open Cup, all you, you put all your chips yeah. into the middle of that. You have to. You have one opponent you need to beat. That's Cincinnati. And you're going to have Messi, and you're going to have Messi after uh, about a full month because that game is August 23rd, if I'm not mistaken. Messi's going to debut is. the 21st. Second game's going to be yep. the 25th. Uh-huh. Uh, all you gotta do is get past Cincinnati. Cincinnati has had some games that they've kind of dropped, you know, came back in and, and drew. If you beat them, then you're playing either what Houston or, or Real Salt Lake. I, Cincinnati's yeah. the toughest team out of those four right now. So you've got to win two games to get our first piece of real hardware. Once you beat Go them, to, it's a shoe in. Yeah, the League's Cup. I mean, you got to basically win those two games to to advance into the to the knockout stages. So that's probably. You know, that's that's a, a handful of more games to make that run. So Open Cup is what seems to be the path of least resistance, the most obtainable. Second would be League Cup. And I'm not even considering MLS Cup just because I think the, the numbers aren't in our favor. And yeah. um, it's not about us, like, just winning out every game. Like, these teams got to start. They all have to drop the ball, right? They all have to yeah. start dropping the ball for us to really jump up. I mean, there's still, you know – what five teams in between us that we've got to somehow climb over and like we're bottom with 18 Toronto's 19 then the the next closest one the, there's three at, at holding 26 points and then Montreal 29 like it's 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 not po- impossible but it's 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 not impossible but all the teams that are ahead of us have all lost more games than they've won so I wouldn't doubt that they'll keep losing games and what is Cincinnati doing in the Open Cup? I would assume they're going to put out a full roster, but they might want to maybe sub off some no people way. earlier. They might I, want to try and, and run for that supporter shield. You know, they're basically already locked into the playoffs, but they might want that supporter well, shield a lot too. So you got to keep an they eye on that. Have, that. As far as the supporter shield, they have a very comfy lead over everybody else in the league. The, they have 51 points, and in the Western Conference, St. Louis, best record, 41 points. Like Cincinnati has is just molly whopping everybody. They've lost two games all year. 
-hmm. my thing is i understand why the open cup is like you said the path of least resistance because you literally just have to win two games but man we got a rough draw the best team in mls in cincinnati and i i I get that um it's a month of training but at that point hypothetically i know that at least i hope we get out of the, the first round of the league's cup but if we don't he has two games for the league's cup and then he has one regular season game against Charlotte at home three days before that. That's three games before they play against Cincinnati. I don't know if that's enough to kind of get the ball rolling and beat the best team in MLS. So although I'm not saying it's not going to happen, I don't know why everybody's like, let's, let's go open cup. That's it. That's ours. I don't know. I, I, I think Cincinnati is a serious opponent. I think a lot of people are, are discounting the fact that it's going to be very tough to beat them. They've only lost twice all year. It will be, but I think it's it's more doable. I mean, even to, to get to the, the knockout stages and advance through that at the least cup, I mean, that's less time together, right? Those games are happening a month prior to, to the Open Cup. But what I'm hoping for is, right, like if we had Pozuela, if we didn't lose our captain Gregory, if we didn't lose Yamota, we'd probably have a lot better record, right? We've been oh, yeah. hurting without Pozuelo. That was the key that unlocked Gonzalo and everything. We have two players now. We have Messi and we have Busquets, who obviously have played together, but can kind of orchestrate the entire team through the midfield, which has been our biggest issue, honestly, outside of some defensive lapses. So I think just with that one month of time, those two playing with each other for so long and having such a great relationship on and off the pitch, I think yeah. that legit is enough to, to give us the edge, at least bring us on an even playing field with Cincinnati. And then you just got to hope, you know, Leo either balls out or serves up some balls to Joseph or Campana. Like, I think you can make a great flash one game and then you're playing a lesser team in the final. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I think I think we both agree with you. If we beat Cincinnati, I think we should be yeah. favorites to win it all. Yeah, we should. And we all knew down. that we had to go through Cincinnati, no matter how, how it shook out, right? We mm-hmm. had to go through Cincinnati to, to get to this. Everyone knew Cincinnati was going to advance this far. It's right. not like a groundbreaking revolution that they're up there and probably favored to win at this point. You see that, Danny? So we beat Cincinnati and that's it. U.S. Open Cup is ours. I'm, I'm seeing the Cincinnati game uh, kind of uh, very difficult, man. I, I mean, I, I have to wait to it see is. how they look again in the League's Cup first. Oh, yeah. I say but, that's um, the most important game of our season is that Cincinnati match. Okay, Over I don't think that's that That's fact. That's accurate. That's fact because we could we if we win that game, I feel we're pretty confident about getting a, a ticket to the Champions League, which is to me the ultimate goal right now. That's what yeah. you want. That is what yep. you want for as that, you want to get Messi in this league and this team as much exposure. That's the ultimate them international. goal. Yeah, for the sure. hardware would be cool just to have some finally in our trophy case because man, it is barren in there. Hey, um, we got the Carolina and yeah. we got the we got the Carolina Coastal Champions Conference Cup. Yep, that's a fun one. Uh, there we go. I love when you guys bring this up. But yeah, I mean, that's the ultimate goal. Now we're in, you know, the, the CONCACAF Champions Cup as it's going to be rebranded now. Great. Mm-hmm. Also a double-edged sword because now you'll go to the next season. You're going to have your, your a lot more games. MLS games, your Open Cup games, your 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 CCC games. Your, your, the League's Cup's probably going to go on again. And, you know, it, it's going to be a lot of entertainment for us. It'll be a, a strain on the team with some of the guys being at the age they're at, but yeah, that's the ultimate goal, man. If we make the Champions League next year, I say we withdraw ourselves from Open Cup. We don't need that shit anymore. That's it. Play play the Academy. I'm good with it. 
Yeah, yeah. Go, Especially go ahead. if we win it this year, who, no one cares yeah. about back-to-back open cups. Really. No, like, no, no, one's no that's it. Just, that. yeah. Yeah. Orlando's yeah. like the only one that actually cared about that. And they, they just spy every on the USL team, bro. You just spy yeah, on they, the USL team. They had to spy team. on them to win. They suck. <laughs> Orlando, you yeah. guys suck, bro. You're <laughs> lucky right. that I didn't go to freaking Orlando with Danny because I would have shot in front of your stadium for sure. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, you wouldn't. No. Sorry, that escalated. I told you you should have. Bring it down. Bring it down. All right. Uh, closing thoughts. Oh, Friday. Jay, what are you thinking? Messi plays, starts, or gets subbed in? And if he gets subbed in, when do you think he gets subbed in? And I guess we'll close it off with that. I'm going with the start. Okay. I'm going with the start. I mean, it's As messy. It's, he, he, even if he hasn't fully adapted or you know acclimated himself to the team, like it, still messy. He'll still be able to have a, an impact in some way. So I think they're going to bring out the big guns and just start off on the right foot. How long he lasts? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, the, you know, depending on how the game goes, they, they might take him out, you know, 60th minute or something like that. But I, I think he started. I don't think – that you also run the risk of pissing off a lot of people that spend a ton of money. Like, well, God forbid he, he, like, rolls his ankle and has to miss a game or two, and these people just drop 500 a ticket, 2,000 to be up front, and then they don't even get to see Messi. Like, that is wild. So I don't think the club can risk – upsetting this many fans they want to get as many on board as possible so i well, think he's I, got to start. yeah i agree and i think that's proven by yesterday he came out in the rain like who yeah. had him coming out in the rain nobody they would wait till 9 30 when it stops raining but they're About like no no 30 the money, million the money talks apple. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the money talks so you're gonna be out there in the rain buddy yep, so yep. for for sure uh and over under pitch invaders oh Gosh. Um, oh, man. Uh, I'm going to go with two. Mm. I like that number. Okay. I like that number. All right. Well, I like, um, I like that number. And before and before we finish it off, Jay, since you haven't been able to formally answer this question, you know I got to do it. Okay. Shout out to Callie, of course. He's the one that first introduced this to me. We're just going to slap this on your face real quick. We got five pieces of meat on your face, five, six pieces of bread on your face. Which one are you uh, going with? I'm a, I'm a two, four kind of guy. Ooh. Two. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes one. Like if I'm at a good steakhouse, I know it's a good steak. Yeah, I'll, I'll hit it a little, little rare, rare on the blue side. But oh, like, bro, if you could, if you did, if you're, if either one of you are five, if, if either one of you guys are a five, I am going to kick no, you out of the no. Discord <laughs> right daddy. after we get, we get off this call. That that's uh that's Italy Jet territory right there. We had a guest, Italy Jet, and he went five and six. Jeez, yeah, yeah yes. that was rough. Yeah. You're doing in the steak. You might as well just eat cardboard or go just order chicken at that point. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. not even chicken. But he's got a strong ass jaw. I'll tell you that. All right. Cl- well, before uh, Jay, where can everybody find you? Uh, you can well if you want to listen to the podcast anywhere you. Subscribe to your podcast. We're going to be there. Uh, stay tuned. We got you know other shows like Trout Chats that comes out on Twitter. We're um, going to be doing some sort of, of live event kind of thing with the with the Pod Squad. But on social media, check us out on Twitter at Enter MIA Podcast. That's where any relevant news, breaking news through our various channels and sources is going to come from. Uh, Instagram is where you want to follow for that game day experience where we're you know doing reels or, or or stories all that stuff live from the stadium so if you want to experience that you can't make it to the stadium 
Instagram is at Inter Miami Podcast. Twitter is at Inter MIA Podcast because Max characters, man. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, Jay, well, thank you again for joining us. We appreciate it. It's been a long time coming. I know you came briefly for Jay, uh, June 7th, but we appreciate you taking the time. Uh, Chris, anything else for the people? That's it. Just come on miércoles, guys, 9 o'clock sharp, and we will be there on Wednesday. Be there or be square. I'll, I'll break down while we're making the playoffs. It's happening. It's happening. I feel exactly. it. It's happening, right. guys. Get on it. All right. If you're on audio, thank you for listening all the way to the end. If you are on the chat on YouTube and you were on here all the way to the end, thank you for participating. You guys are the best part of the show. As always, we appreciate you. Um, and uh, I don't know what's going on in the chat right now. I started reading it. It's madness in here. Let's be nice, guys. Everybody's Gringos know how to eat steak. Again, I'm the minority down here. I get it. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And we will catch you guys on Wednesday. Until then, have a good one. He might be right.